Hi and welcome to Working Well. I'm Suzanne McCabe from Life Switch Coaching and this podcast is about helping you to thrive in your career and your life. If you want to overcome workplace stress, build your confidence and get work-life balance back in your life, then this podcast is for you. Today in Working Well, we're going to look at the mindset needed to start into entrepreneurship. I've got the pleasure of interviewing Mike Kaler, the founder of Smirk New Media, a marketing company in Oklahoma City. Mike, can you give us a little bit of background on how you came to set up Smirk? Uh, yeah, so thanks for having me on, first of all. But um, so the, the company's been around uh, just on about 11 years now. So we launched in 2010. Um, up until that point, I had spent my life in journalism. Uh-huh. So that's what I had been doing since I was a kid, and um, and you know basically bounced around a few different newspapers around the country, and you know when I landed in Oklahoma City and started working at the newspaper there, uh, I became like the guy who figured out the internet, <laughs> uh-huh. and so and started figuring out the tools that we could use to tell stories a little bit better. And that included social media and live video and blogs and those sorts of things. Of course. And then when, and then when the when the print journalism business started to take a turn for the worse, uh, and I was seeing all of these opportunities happening on in the world of social and digital, um, I figured that was a good time uh, to see if I could do that for a living. So I left the newspaper and went one year and worked for a public relations agency and then after that I, I launched Merck basically with no money and no clients and my fingers crossed and uh, hope for the best. Okay great so a journey from journalism into digital marketing basically. Right. And, and Mike when you approached me about this podcast you said that your story could be summed up as if you launch a new business with a fake it till you make it as your mantra and that you're setting yourself up for a time bomb of lies that will break you mentally and spiritually so in what way were you faking it when you started up um boy that sounds encouraging for people doesn't it um (laughs) uh, yeah so so when I launched the business you know I really you know I didn't have much I I hadn't taken any business classes in, in, in school. I, you know, I've been a journalist all my life, so I didn't really know about sort of how to make revenue and things like that. I was launching into a whole new spot. Uh, that was a, a new space for people in 2010. And, you know, my feeling from all the entrepreneurial content that I was consuming myself was, you know, put your best face forward, you know, you want to win business. And so to do that, you have to convince people that, you know, know what you're talking about. And, and so quickly that turned into sort of exaggerating success right from the get go. And, um, and you know, that sort of what I tell people now is, is once you do that, it's self-perpetuating it, you know, there's always, there's always another temptation after that to say, oh, I don't have two clients. I have five clients. I don't have 
one person working for me. I have five people working for me. I, you know, we didn't make, you know, even if we made $100,000 in revenue this year, $500,000 sounds better. And it's always uh -huh. like you're building and building this story. Um, and it ends up, you know, the clients are impressed and it, maybe it helps you build new business. But in your internally, you're having to keep track of what did I tell that person and what did I tell this person? And okay, you're, you know, you're in the middle of trying to, to build your business and figure out, you know, how the processes are all going to work. You're also having to keep track mentally of all of, you know, the ways that you faked it <laughs> uh, until you made it. So, so it's, it's sort of this, you know, everybody thinks it's sort of innocent. Oh, well, you know, telling somebody that you, that you're bigger than you actually are, isn't going to, doesn't have any harm, but you know, if, you know, and just in the mental space I was in, you know, it wasn't sort of the intention there wasn't to be deceitful. The intention there was to do what it took to, to get this business off the ground. And, yeah. and, but in doing that, and then when you start measuring yourself by success and you're, you're, you know, and at least in my case, your mental health is rising and falling based on, did I win a client? Did I get new business? Am I growing? You know, those two things are get all scrambled up. And then once if there's a downturn or if there's a string of, of, of failures, or if you, if you don't get new business, then reality and the faking it, you know, run up against each other really fast and, and turns into, can turn into a pretty big disaster because the, the whole idea is I'm going to fake it until reality catches up to where, what I've told people that I'm faking it. Yes. And if reality doesn't catch up, then you get caught in that gap. Right. So you were kind of exaggerating your success because um, you were going with this fake it till you make it mantra. And sometimes you were having success, sometimes you weren't. And so your mental health was going up and down according to mm -hmm. the, the amount of clients that you had. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, you're trying to balance what you've told people uh, and right. all the while you just had this genuine intention to present yourself in a positive way and to right. win business but then it took its toll on your mental health so right what was the the impact of the these choices that you made how did they affect you and those around you Mike well not not very good I mean you know it's a lot, you know, it, we were really, I was really able to preserve as much as I can sort of this, the presentation that things were going okay. Mm -hmm. You know, that, um, that, you know, it really, you know, our brand was great and we were growing and, you know, all of these things. And, you know, it was sort of, you know, we, I got really good at marketing myself before I got good at marketing for clients. And so it was okay, but but, you know, in that position where it was just my, you know, initially it was me and one other employee 
and doing all of the work too, you know, what happened first was the work started to suffer. You know, it was, it, it was so balancing, trying to chase new things, uh, sort of led me to not do as well the work that people had hired us for as, as well as we could. And, and it, it just started into this system. It was like, you know, always trying to be one step ahead of, of something falling apart. And so, so for me, that just, that just started to be really sort of devastating internally, you know, for my family life, there was no, you know, there was very little, uh, non-work life because I, the business had become all consuming mm-hmm. and, and, you know, when, when, if I just had not made that original decision to present things this way, if I had just been honest with, Hey, I'm new, you know, telling, you know, the, the first step is like, when you get that first client, if you don't tell them they're your first client, then you're started off on the wrong foot when you've, So, yeah, it just became for me a really quick downward spiral. And I see other people sort of doing the same thing. Um, And it all comes from sort of fear of the, uh, of being humble about things. And, and, and I, I got to the point where I had to step back from my own business. You know, it was, uh, it was, it was 2016, it was five years ago. So I took, I had to leave get my mental health together by then fortunately we had four or five employees who could take over and run things but for me it was like I totally had to reprioritize not only how I uh, manage my time and and how much more diligent I needed to be with my work but how mentally I could change my definition internally of success and and change the sort of how on it you know, reprioritize being honest uh, with people about what we were doing. Mm-hmm. So you basically, you'd had issues keeping up with the client workload that you had because you were chasing new clients and mm-hmm. ultimately this just kind of spiraled mm-hmm. and got worse and worse for you and you ended up having to take yourself out of the business to look after your own mental health and let your employees get on with running the business so that right. you can look after yourself and reprioritize and yeah. find work-life balance again um and that sounds a really intense and difficult experience mike and i'm just wondering what lessons did you learn from that journey well i mean yeah there's so many um you know a, a lot of it is is just really being honest with myself about what I can, what I can do and what I can't do. That was mm-hmm. part of it, you know, cause when you, when you're a founder, you know, you're like, Oh, I, I've made the definition of what this company is. I've written the definition of this company. And that means everything about it needs to continue to be defined by me. And so that meant every process, every, every aspect from how we, you know, from the content we create to how we present ourselves, every, 
in my mind, everything had to have my fingerprint on it. And once I realized that that didn't need to happen, you know, once I realized that this person, this employee was better at me than at this part aspect than I was, once I realized an accountant was better at me than doing the billing, once I realized that I could get a lot of stuff delegated out, um, you know, then, you know, that was a big lesson. It was like, be humble, do what you can do best. Don't try to do everything. You know, don't try to always be the smartest person in the room. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and just let other, you know, it was really about, you know, how can I be more of a servant to the people that, who are working for me than be sort of, uh, the loudest, the loudest voice in every conversation. And, and, and so that was a lot of it, you know, and then redefining what my value, you know, sort of what value the business gave to me, you know, and it wasn't about number of clients and then amount of revenue. It was about, are the clients satisfied with the work that we're doing? You know, are my, you know, am I and my employees, you know, having a life that's, that gives them contentment. And, and, um, and so that totally turned things around on its head as well in terms of, of how we treat employees and, and, you know, the benefits that we give them and, and things like that. So, um, you know, there's just so many lessons. And the biggest one is just human, you know, honesty and humility. It's like, you know, every so many people just operate out of this fear that if you tell somebody something um, that you're going to get rejected. You know, if I tell someone, you know, it's like if a client asks, well, have you done what whatever kind of service? You know, have you done email marketing before? And if, in fact, we've done email marketing for five different clients, but my, for whatever reason in my head, I, I felt like I needed to say, oh, we've done that for 10 different clients. It's because I, there's some weird fear. And, and if you just say, oh yeah, we've done five and here are the real results. You know, I, I think a, the ironic thing is that, especially in digital marketing, enough people, the exaggeration is sort of the, the standard operating for procedure for a lot right. of people so mm -hmm. if you are if we yeah and that's something when we after i got back um from being gone we rebranded and we redid the website and we rewrote our values and having honesty on there is one of those and just the fact that we say you know we're going to be honest with you we're going to show you know we're going to be transparent with all the work that we do you know um enables us to to now stand apart from the crowd just by doing what I should have been doing from the very beginning. So I guess lots of lessons there about delegating to others, uh, showing humility, uh, being honest about how your business is performing, um, looking after the values of the company and how they relate to yourself and your employees as well. Mm -hmm. um, so you've clearly learned a huge amount and applied that to your own business. And I believe you also do mentoring of young entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So what challenges do young entrepreneurs have that made you want to support them, Mike? Well, I, I think just 
sort of the internet culture, you know, and I'm not one to to use the internet as a punching bag like like some people are, but I, I think there's in some of these younger people, there's this need to get to get as far as fast as they can. So there, you know, steady growth is it's hard for them to wrap their minds around sometimes because they see other people, their peers, you know, uh, especially sort of content create on the content creation side, that'll go from, you know, a very small following to a very big following very quickly. And so they see their peers, you know, whether that's in business or in content creation or, or whatever, they, you know, they see this uh, false picture of how fast things can actually happen. You know, that if you start a business, you should have a million dollar business, you know, the very next year. It's, it's everything is accelerated and everything is, you know, they also feel like the barriers have been torn down where that, that everybody you should just start their own business and do their own thing. And so, mm-hmm. um, so some of it is just expectation setting and, and goal setting uh-huh. and, and just a dose of reality. Uh, and I don't want to discourage people by any case. I just want them to know that it, it's not like you're, it's not like you're saying that couldn't happen. It's, it's more about mentoring them about here's what happened. Here's what you should do if that doesn't happen. So, if it does, it's a bonus. But if it doesn't, here's how you should here's how you should cope with that. And almost creating a mindset of uh, perseverance, so that if, yeah, if sure. that doesn't happen, and it may well not happen, that they are prepared to dig deep and keep going and keep going and keep going mm-hmm. and get through the hurdles and and just work and improve themselves and improve their business steadily. Um, right. If they don't get that accelerated growth that they thought that they would get. Right. And there's still contentment to be found in that phase of, of the business too. Yes. You know, it's not an all or nothing thing of either I'm a, you know, a five-star success or I'm nothing, you know, there is, there's quality of life to be found in every phase of that in the work, you know, in the grind, in the grind of the work, there's some satisfaction to be found in just, you know, doing the work for work's sake. But there's also in the growth, there's um, you can find moments of when you, you know, when you find the right employees, when you find the right niche for yourself. There's all these other places uh, where you can uncover things that give you satisfaction or make you feel that the journey is worth it uh, along the way. And so if you're just, a, if all you're looking at is, I wanna be on a rocket ship, you know, then it's, you're, you're not gonna be able to have all the great experiences of, of climbing the mountain a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think ensuring that a young entrepreneurs check in with their values and what really matters to them to make Mm -hmm. sure that their business and their journey through that business is meeting those values as well Mm -hmm. 
they're mm-hmm. not just chasing the rocket ship, but they're actually getting some kind of satisfaction from the process. Right. Yeah, because yeah, looking looking back, you know, there is a moment uh, that I think ev- everybody faces, but I definitely faced where there was a crossroads of I could uh, I could have had you know a half a dozen really good clients and made a very good living just being my by myself. And a lot of solo people are doing that right now. Or the other fork in the road is I'm going to build a business that's going to have employees and going to be bigger and bigger. And I'm really, you know, encouraging these people to look at both paths as equally having equal value. And a lot. And I think, you know, the pandemic has played some part in this, but I think a lot of people now are looking at, you know, where can I get uh, to a place where. I'm running my business, my own business, but it's not necessarily big, but it gives me quality of life and contentment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So if you were to summarize then, Mike, can you give three top tips to young entrepreneurs starting out in their business then? Um, I, would, I would say one, you know, is just be honest with what you know and what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And if you're approaching customers in that way, you know, you can be very honest with a potential customer about the passion you have for what you do and how you think you can help them without spinning, spinning a tail. (laughs) Um, The other thing would be surround yourself with people who are smarter than you and are, are better at some things than you are. And don't and and humble yourself to ask them for help, and that can be mentors. That can be people who at, help you with different aspects of the business. You know, it can it can be anybody. But um, but if you say, "Hey, I really need your help," don't fear what the answer might be. You know, it's sure. you know the worst they can say is, "No, I don't want to help you," and it really is no of no consequence. You know, the Just other thing. <laughs> Yeah, just keep asking. And the and the last thing is like, no one is keeping score. <laughs> um, you know, whatever you determine is your best outcome. Um, you know, that's what it can be. It, you're not. I one thing I did when I started too was I was very consumed with being competitive with other people, and okay. now I find that the more you look for opportunities to help even help people who are your competitors, the better off that is. And it, and it takes that takes another conversation that you have in your head away and, and just compete with yourself and set your own reasonable goals. And the, in the end, that's the only measurement you really need to care about. Absolutely. And it will be different for different people. Um, because you know for example i run my business part-time so my benchmark's probably going to be very different from that of other coaches that work full-time so anyway mike thank you very much for sharing your wisdom with me today i really appreciate you sharing your experience um i'm sure entrepreneurs of all ages will uh, benefit from it can you tell us where we can find more information about you please sure so um my agency is called Smirk New Media, S-M-I-R-K, and we're the only ones in the world that are Smirk New Media, so that's easy to find. Uh-huh. All, of my, 
all of my social media is MKOKC. Uh, and I'm really, Twitter is my favorite. I'm on there all the time. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, happy to talk to anybody. Lovely. Thanks very much, Mike. So uh, you take care and uh, look forward to catching up with you again. All right. Thanks a lot. You have a great day. Thank you. If you'd like to know more about what I do here at Life Switch Coaching, then you can go to my website at www.lifeswitchcoaching.com or you can email me at suzanne at lifeswitchcoaching.com. That's S-U-S-A-N-N-E at lifeswitchcoaching.com. Thanks very much for listening and take care.